All right, welcome to another interview episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. On the line, I have Mike Puzzi, and I will do the formal introduction in just a second. But Mike, you've been around direct response marketing for a long time, working with some of the best in the business. I think I first found about found out about you from following Dan Kennedy. So like, you know, up there as far as people who are well-known referring you and, and, uh, and promoting what you do. And in the last couple of years, you've gone all in on the use of books as a tool and a medium for direct response marketers. So why? Well, Roy, first of all, thank you. Uh, it's a very intelligent question and I, I love it. So the reason why is, first of all, I have a love of books. I've always had a love of books. So there's that personal reason. I love, I've always wanted to be a book author, never thought I could years ago. Um, so there's that, but from a purely marketing slash direct response marketing angle, Roy, books have been a proven way to provide helpful information before selling for over 100 years, well over 100 years. We can get into that in a little bit. And they're not going away. There's something special about a physical book that you can hold. There's something special about having your name as an author. You know, and we're not talking ebooks here. We're talking real books. Um, ebooks have their place. But it's because um, everything comes and goes, it seems, Roy. You've, you've been in this business for a long time too, right? Yes. This site, this, this service, this you know, website, this social media thing, uh, these ideas, you know, facts back, all that, you know, way back <laughs> when, right? But books, they're still here, Roy, and they're not going away anytime soon. So for a lot of reasons, marketing with a book is very smart. Oh, I, I have to reflect on this for just a minute because even books like uh, scientific advertising by Claude Hopkins. That was advertising for the Lord and Thomas ad agency. That was a, uh, as we'll call it, a shook, a, yeah. a short book designed to uh, generate interest in an offer. <laughs> and so, yes, hundred years plus. Yeah. Um, so, so my guest today is Mike Puzzi. Uh, now, you may know him if you if you're been around direct response for a long time as the copy doodles guy. And, and Mike said, like, copy doodles is still going strong. Use of handwriting, even on like a web page, increasing response with that. But uh, Mike, more recently, is a publisher, author, and book publishing coach, and has been helping clients create exceptional marketing results since 1998. He's now the author of 15 books, goes from, I'd like to, to now 15 books, including two Amazon number one bestsellers, the 100-page book, and the magic of short books. He's the founder of Bite Size Books, a new publishing concept formula for creating short, helpful books known as shooks, uh, which we'll, we'll use as our primary language today. Uh, shooks are ideal for business owners, entrepreneurs, and corporate leaders who are looking to increase their level of authority while also providing helpful information in bite-sized books. And if you've ever wanted to write a nonfiction book but weren't sure how to do it, you're going to love what Mike has to share today. So, Mike, what's a shook and who should write one? Well, let me, if I could, Roy, let me go back one step. And okay. again, for your audience, it's so important. I mean, they're copywriters, they're working for clients. We all know the importance of being able to have a distinguished, for lack of a better word, brand, right? Yes. Most, most business owners do something that a lot of other business owners do, a lot of dentists. A lot of insurance agents, a lot of chiropractors, whatever it might be, a lot of online marketers. So there's a lot of competition. We all know, we all should know that distinguishing what 
you do, what your clients do, and being able to articulate that, being able to articulate what I call the special sauce um, is critically important. So to continue the, with the uh, sort of the fast food metaphor, McDonald's, Burger King, Big Mac, Whopper, they're hamburgers, right? But they have their own brands. Yeah. They have yes. their own brands. There are a ton of people that help people publish nonfiction business books. Um, and I, I, I thought long and hard about this. And yeah, I mean, growing up, you know, cutting my teeth in marketing for the last 20 some odd years, I knew I had to do something a little bit different. So we came up with the concept of a short, helpful book. And some people love the concept. Some people hate it. But we came up with this word shook. My yeah. kids, <laughs> my kids hate it. My two college daughters like dad, that's crazy. But a lot of folks like it because it's an, you know, it's an acronym for short, helpful book. Um, and it's, it's our brand of book. It's a one hour, one to two hour read, depending on how fast you read. Um, it follows a lot of direct response principles, which we'll get into. Um, and there's a lot of benefits for not only the reader, Roy, because they can read the book cover to cover and get it. Um, yeah. But obviously for the author, because it's a lot faster to write a hundred page book than it is to write a 300 page book. So a shook is a, a short, helpful nonfiction book. Um, and yeah, we'll dive into all the specifics. Awesome. So like, the, obviously, and this is going off script for a minute, there, there is a differentiation. Like if, if it is super important to you to write a 400 page treatise on your expertise and have it be this big comprehensive book, like, okay, you can write that. Yeah. This is not trying to be that, no. right? It's, it's, it's trying to be a different kind of yeah. book. And I really appreciate these. And I know that uh, the people who who read these in many cases are like, yeah, it's great. You can sit down in an afternoon. You can get all of the substance of the book. Uh, it forces you as the, the author to say, what's the important stuff to talk yeah. about, right? Um, but they also serve in the context of marketing and selling almost exactly the same role, whether you're writing a thousand page book or a hundred page book. Um, and And so... I really appreciate these and think that they have a very, very, very useful and specific place in the context of this, like connecting with an audience and creating some authority. So I guess I kind of teased this a little bit, but what are the main differences between a shook and a book? Um, like when, when you think about it, not just in terms of page length, but the, the substance and the approach. Um, yeah. Well, listen, I mean, the promise of a one hour read is still something a lot of people appreciate, right? I always say you can get a jump on a plane in New York City and by the time you land in Chicago, you're done. And if you're a busy, yeah. a busy individual, which most of us are, and you've been able to read it, first of all, a sense of accomplishment, typically most people are like, oh, I got the book <laughs> done, right? Yeah. So that's the first thing. But, you know, that promise, the focus, and then again, being a student of copywriting, I know you can appreciate the fact that um, it's much harder. It's much more of a challenge to be concise and pithy than it is to bloviate. So many nonfiction books just go on and on and repeat themselves, a lot of times because the publisher has to hit a certain page count in order to look a certain way. Um, I got to share a quote with you. I got to bring it up on screen here because I don't have it memorized. Roy, but you, and I'm sure you've come a, a, a across this quote, but it comes from 1657. So what, five, 600 years ago from Blaise Pascal. 
And he wrote, I've made this letter longer than usual only because I've not had the time to make it shorter. <laughs> now, copywriters will appreciate that because they realize, maybe their clients don't realize it, but they know it, how challenging and how much thought has to go in with a tight, focused message. And Shooks are tight, focused books. I always say, I mean, and you're and you're 100% right. This is not replacing the big book, the big hardcover book that Wiley publishes or whatever. Yeah, those have their place for sure. Traditionally published books; these are self-published. Um, but um, I often say, Roy, it's for a lot of reasons and for a lot of people, it's much better to produce, publish three 100-page books than one 300-page book. So there's a lot of different marketing angles you can have three highly focused books that give readers exactly what they want and maybe then they want more from you. So again, focus is key. Most nonfiction business books are 75, 100,000 words. Shooks are about 12 to 15, so a lot less. Um, and then they follow direct response principles, Roy, not only in the flow and the content, which I consternated over as I developed the recipe for a Shook, but you know, there's certain chapters we include, there's certain things we do, certain calls to action, certain types of calls to action, and the design. So you mentioned copy doodles. You know, I had this design background. I have an engineering background from years ago. The way a shook looks, the fonts we use, the spacing. I mean, not too many people concentrate over that, except a direct response dork like me, um, who actually, I surveyed a bunch of people with all, you know, years ago, all different designs, like which is the most readable? So um, there's a lot of smart thought that has gone into this. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it works well. well. Ultimately, like when you think about how many people buy books that don't even get into them, don't yeah. complete them, they, they read the first chapter and they stop. It's, it's actually very few people who write a book who don't focus on how can I fit in everything that I need to say? But how can I make something that is going to be compelling and that people will want to read and be able to read easily beginning to end, right? And, and that's that's the copywriter's challenge too for any piece of long copy. And I've written long copy that's gotten up into the length of these trucks. Um, yeah. that, 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 um, the goal is to create something that is compelling to read beginning to end. And there's lots of principles like the power of one. Like I imagine a hundred page book has to be focused on one core benefit, promise, big idea, as opposed to being able to say like a complete guide to all the things that you might need to know about uh, whatever. Right. <laughs> um, well, cool. Uh, so so you mentioned that there's lots of reasons why somebody would choose to, to, to be a shook author, right? But what are your top three reasons why a business owner should consider becoming a published shook author? And I'll add this, this year. Yeah, well, um, yeah. So, and that's, that's key too, right? Because, you know, if it's just an idea, you know, it never is going to help anybody. Yeah. So, you know, we mentioned earlier on the, the longevity of books. And again, yes. being, and I'm only going to share this because you're a marketing dork like me. Um, it, uh, in the Magic of Free Books, which is a shook I wrote, which we're going to allow your listeners to read for free. I actually, there's a, uh, a chapter in there. I just want to make sure. Yes. There's a chapter where I describe Roy the history of the free book offer, free, free book offer. Yes. And in my research, it goes way back to the late 1800s where businesses offered a free book as the central 
lead magnet that we call it these days um, in the ad. So ironically, it was a mattress manufacturing company that offered a, a, a book. And by the way, Roy, they offered this book for decades, decades, from the late 1800s, I think up until the 1930s, 1940s, called The, the Test of Time. You can buy a, a copy of it uh, on Amazon now. There's actually a website dedicated. The manufacturer, I believe, still exists, and they have a website dedicated. I think it's called thetestoftime.com or something like that. You can Google it. And um, it's, it was a book about why that particular mattress brand was so powerful. And they did it. You can find so many ads, Roy. I shared them in my Magic of Free books, um, where the lead generation device was get the free book. So yes. I didn't invent this. Russell Brunson didn't invent it. Dan Kennedy invented it. Claude Hopkins, none of those guys, right? This goes even be further than all of these guys and, and, and ladies um, in, in the direct response world. So I'm probably going off tangent here, but again, the value of being uh, having a book and then being the author's key, most people still highly value. If there's two people that do the very same thing, a copyright, copywriter A, copywriter B, Let's say you use you, for example, you've written several books, you know, and there's, let's say someone's comparing you to someone else who hasn't written a book. Oftentimes the person who's the book author, you know, is seen as a, a more recognized authority and a more expert authority. Um, and, uh, you know, the other thing I'd say is from a purely marketing standpoint, it allows you, the business owner, uh, entrepreneur to market differently, Roy. Yes. So it's not like you're marketing like every other copywriter or every other business owner. You can now build a book-centric marketing strategy and use the book as the mechanism to do the heavy lifting for you. So there's a couple of reasons why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and um, real quick, I'm sorry. The last one I'd say is technology, Amazon, you know, the bar to self-publish or hybrid publish a book is much less, Roy. And um you know, if you have something important to say, yeah, you should definitely, you know, think about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I want to push back on one thing, but I also want to make one comment. And I'll start with a comment. One of one of the things that I found that that you didn't necessarily um allude to here is that people who respond to book offers mm. tend to be higher value prospects. So in particular, I was doing a coaching thing with a, um, a copywriter inside of a marketing team, and they'd been using um, Facebook groups to, to grow and like we're being very effective with these paid ad funnels to Facebook groups and all of that. And then they decided to do a book, um, very similar to the Shook concept. I don't know if they were a client or anything, but um, they, they decided to do a book and um, did a did a book funnel. And um, they found that the people who went through the book funnel were converting faster and at a much higher percentage, and they were able to generate more of the leads than the people who were going through the Facebook funnel, uh, the Facebook group funnel. And um, so you get higher quality leads from from the people who respond to to books. So that's my observation. And I've seen that across lots of businesses. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking of that story in particular. Um, 
the, the, the challenge that I want to ask or the question that I want to ask in response to that is, is what about, okay, I can create a webinar. I can create an, some kind of online media. I can create all these other things. So what advantage do books still have over uh, even like a free report versus a, a book? Yeah, so a couple couple things to unpack there. I mean, listen, all those things maybe ought to be a part of someone's marketing toolkit. So it's not like an yes. either or, right? It's more of an and. Um, you know, you should have a book and a webinar. <laughs> so that's one thing. A lot of times, Rory, and I don't know how this, if this was your case when you wrote you know your books, but a lot of times, someone, a lot of folks just want to they want to be a book author. Like it's an innate thing. They just want to be a book author. They they want to be able to say. You know, I wrote this book and handed out. Um, I was just not, I was kind of working as a more of in a friendly capacity with a gentleman. Uh, it's not a business book, but it was his first book. He was, he was a former uh, weapons officer in the Air Force. So he flew in the back of his the second seat of a jet. Really cool guy. And he published a book about a trip he did to Alaska. And he's having the time of his life. He's out there doing book signings. He hit number one on Amazon. Like, and he, he said to me, and he's, he's from like, West Virginia or something like I never thought a redneck from West Virginia could be a number one bestseller on Amazon. <laughs> he loves it. Like, you know, like he just, you know, so yeah. there's this, but he, and he knew he wanted it deep down. It was something he thought he wanted to do at some point in his life. Um, that does, that does speak to, to one other uh, marketing advantage of books is it's, it's way easier to, for example, approach somebody who's hosting podcasts and doing interviews like oh, this sure. and say, Hey, I have this book. I'm the author of this book. I, I'd love to be able to talk to your audience about some of the content, the value that I provide in the book. Would you be Absolutely. interested in having me on versus, Hey, I have a sales webinar funnel that I'd like to uh, <laughs> send your people to. Can you, uh, you know, can we talk about me getting on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, just, I have a free, I have a free port or whatever. Right. Yeah. It, it reflects the credibility that's still inherent in books. And it is so true, Roy. I've, I've had a podcast now for three years. It's now, uh, I changed the name earlier this year. Uh, it's now called the author factor. And I just bring on people like yourself. You're going to be on it here in the future um, where they talk about the difference being a published author has been for them. And that doesn't happen with the webinar. It doesn't happen with the special report. Again, there's something special, whether you've self-published or traditionally published a book, there's something special about it. And until you do it and go through it, you can't, you know, you, you don't get it. Um, All right. So, so um, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to turn this next question into kind of the, the, the Dan Kennedy question, the Dan Kennedy unique selling proposition question. And maybe, maybe you have that memorized like I do, maybe not. Either way, it's fine. Um, so I do. <laughs> why and, and maybe my recollection of it is slightly different but but you'll recognize it why should i your perfect prospect choose to publish a book rather than any other option or, or choose to publish a shook rather than any other option available to me in the marketplace including maybe writing a book myself going after uh you know not writing a book providing the content throughout the way. Um, all of this is a, a, a way to go deeper into why is a shook a better option for most business owners well, I mean, I could contend, make the contention that just about any kind of business owner could be a published shook author, including like a pizza shop owner. I could make that contention if we had the time. Um, yeah. However, Roy, the reality is there are key types of businesses, key types of corporate leaders, entrepreneurs that a short, helpful book makes sense. Typically, because the, the 
you know, this is not about selling books, right? And we, we haven't even hit, hit on that yet. This is not about selling books to make a dollar or two, and that's how you make your money. This is about using the book as the mechanism to get interested people to raise their hand, and now you have a higher-end product or service on the back end. So typically, an ideal Shook author has that level of service uh, or that type of product on the back end, um, yes. whether it's a high-end dentistry program or you know, whatever it might be, right? A publishing program like myself or copywriting. I mean, copywriters, you know, for hire, there's all kinds of things they can do with books. But so it, it does, you know, the money's on the back end of it. So you've got to be, you know, have that kind of business first and foremost. Second of all, you have to have a sincere interest in, you know, books and the type of marketing that you build around a book, Roy. This is not a quick fix, hit a button, you know, it's going to change my business tomorrow kind of thing, if that even yeah. exists. Book-centric book marketing is a long-term play, can be yeah. measured in years, if not decades, for the right book, right? You mentioned, you know, I had to dust off my copy of Breakthrough Advertising. I mean, how long has this been book has been out there, right? And it's still yeah, selling yeah. these days. Um, so this is not measured in minutes, hours, days. It's, you know, years. And, and you have to have a sincere investment in energy investment in doing it that way. So, and then as far as Shook versus book, well, I'll tell you what, Roy, it's a heck of a lot easier to write a 15,000 word book. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's easy. It's easier than, uh, you know, cranking out, you know, a hundred thousand word book and, and all that's involved there. So, you know, it's faster to write. It's easier to write, especially if you work with us, we have a very specific formula we share. Um, and it makes it easy. Awesome. Awesome. So let's, let's talk about that money-making thing because like, um, one of the, one of the things that, um, one of my biggest regrets, I, I used to work with this IT training company and we sold, we sold lots of different levels of IT training, everything from, I'm looking to pass this exam to get this certification all the way up to like $30,000 training solutions for entire training departments, right? And one of the things that I realized afterwards is all this online training that we were selling at the time, uh, we constantly struggled with like how to, how to build the audience beyond somebody just like looking for CCNA certification training. And afterwards I realized, we could do like a career guide for IT professionals, how to increase your, your income and uh, career opportunities through the power of training and certification, right? And we had like, we had the people that wrote the exam questions and stuff. And it was one of those things where it would have been so easy to go in there to like interview these trainers, talk to hiring professionals, all of that and say, like, if you take... IT training and you pass these certifications and create like a little career guide, which would have been really useful and hundred pages would have been a perfect length, right? And use that as like this broad spectrum, um, getting people in at the very top of the funnel into our universe so that when they went to choose IT training and certifications, they chose us naturally. And it's like, if you think about it, there's so many opportunities to just solve a marketing problem with a book funnel, right? Um, so that that leads into the question that I have here in my notes, like how can a business owner make money with a shook? So talk more about what that 
looks like if it's not, I'm selling copies of this. Because most business books or most books about a very hyper-specific topic aren't going to sell more than a few thousand copies, if right? You're lucky. So, yeah. yeah. How, how, how do you make money with, with a shook? Yeah. Well, again, the focus is right from the get-go when we're working with clients, they know, they know this is a different beast, right? This is not... I mean, two-thirds of our clients, Roy, aren't even on Amazon or aren't even on an online platform to sell their book. They're the local dentist who's got, yeah. you know, they're displaying them in the office or um, they're giving them out to strategic partners in their community. Um, so, you know, that's why I wrote the, the Magic of Free Books, which I'm going to share with your listeners. I'm actually working on a, a new book for 2023 that's going to be about the power of how to make money by giving away your book. Yeah. Um, so yes, first and foremost, it's not that. It doesn't mean you can't make some money. It doesn't, you know, but that's not what we're talking about. Again, if if you are in business currently, if you you serve clients, you serve customers, students, whatever it is in your business, and you are helping them with something, you are serving them at a high level, then there's a very good opportunity for you to wrap up some expertise in the form of a book. Um, and then allow the book, you know, I, amongst ourselves, Roy, and amongst your audience, I can say this. I mean, a shook is really a sales letter that looks like a book. Yeah. Now, there yeah. is helpful content. I mean, a lot of sales letters don't necessarily, you know, provide the, the helpful part necessarily. Well, okay. So, so uh, yeah. Gary Bensavinga, you're, you're familiar with him. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with him. Uh, big fan. And one of the core lessons that he's, he told me, actually, uh, let's see. I know I have this now. Maybe I'm not going to find it on my desk right away. Um, one of the core lessons that he told me was one of his secrets to winning all of these beat the control challenges is make your advertising itself valuable. So while you say, while you say, okay, it kind of functions like a sales letter because it goes through the buying decision-making process, all of that, it's, it's like a list functions like a sales letter because it's also about making your advertising itself valuable. Yeah. Um, sorry. I, completely no, derailed I mean, you. <laughs> well, no, so it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Again, being a, a bit of a dork, when we came up with that shook acronym, the, originally, the original thought was short book, right? Yeah. Short book, S-H, you know, whatever. Oh, okay. But then I realized, I'm like, wait, no, because, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of folks that you and I probably know, even Roy, or have followed over the years, they'll make sort of a commentary like it, you know, if you're doing a book, it doesn't even matter if people read it. Like you just want to have a book. You want to have your book with a name on it. Who cares? They're not going to read it anyway. Yada, yada, yada. I don't subscribe to that because those same people are telling you you should do long form copywriting and write sales letters. But if, you know, should they read the sales letter, but not the book? Well, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I do, but that's why we added the word helpful in there. So much to like Gary's commentary, like you want, you want someone to be able to get value, especially from a book. Um, if you're on Amazon, they're paying for it or they're paying some minimal amount. Uh, you still get people moaning and groaning, but um, if it's too salesy, but, and, our, and, and yeah. there's a balance in my opinion, uh, you know, we're not hard as hardcore as maybe some other folks that again, we might know um, together. We balance the, the sales content with the helpful content. Um, yeah. We do it in a lot of subtle ways, but uh, yeah. It, and, and by the way, Roy, Another big advantage of doing, you know, even writing any book is it really helps you formulate your thoughts. And I, maybe you came across this when you were writing your books, but like, absolutely, when you sit down there and start thinking this out. 
it's such a positive experience in your own business process. You see things you never saw before. You see new opportunities. So it's another smart reason to you know make this effort. Absolutely. Yes. Um, totally. So you've been kind of uh, teasing the special sauce and the the structure of the book. Um, I don't know what you're what you're willing to reveal on a podcast. <laughs> but but can you tell us more about the the special sauce that makes the the shook so effective as a selling tool once somebody opens it as well as in this in the context of like a, a marketing program? First of all, I share the special sauce in the books I'm going to give away at the end of our conversation. Seriously, I, I it's there. Yeah. It's 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 uh it's it's there. I, I I'm just like you. Like I look for things. I have it right here somewhere. Yeah. I wanted to show you something. <laughs> and I can't. And I, I always say I'm going to have this thing. I have a little recipe card that has the shook recipe. And it looks like an old my my Italian grandmother's recipe. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, we included it in one of our shooks, like a little graphic of it. Um, it yes, like my, my Italian grandmother's recipe card. Anyway, um, I mean, for a seasoned professional like you, you're going to probably be a bit underwhelmed. Because uh, you know it all, but a lot, you know, most folks out there, they don't know what you and I know. So, a couple of the components are a highly focused big idea of the shook, like something that sounds maybe it's, you know, it's very commonplace, but it sounds different. So, the big idea formula, if you will, um, the way we have very specific chapters on the front end, the front matter where we are disqualifying readers, we tell people right up front, if this is you, don't waste your time reading this book. <laughs> if this is you, we, we say, who should read this book? Who shouldn't read this book? I encourage all my clients to do that um, because we don't want someone wasting their time if, you know, it's yeah. not the right reader. Right? So we, we want, we have a, you know, a very specific reader in mind. We work to craft the content, the book title, all that to that reader, which as a good as a copywriter, you know the value of that. Who's your who? Um, I talked earlier about the design. And I think, you know, again, the way that's laid out, um, we have the main matter chapters. That's where the helpful content is. And then we have something we call the back matter, which is where um, we articulate our special sauce, who we serve. I'm, and I'm, I'm talking about you know, the author. Um, yeah. And then what to do next? We always have a chapter called the next step. We are very explicit, Roy, very explicit and very specific. Again, being a copywriter, you know, the value of this of telling what the reader, if you are interested, here's what to do next. Yes. And we typically have two pathways. I'll shut up here. And, you know, we can talk about those, but we typically have two pathways. One for the individual who's hyper interested in what they just read and they want to know the fast track to whatever it is. And then for the individual who, who is interested, but not quite as interested as the first individual, uh, another pathway for those readers. So those are, you know, some of the principles that make up, you know, the direct response design of a show. Yeah. Well, so I love that you use the word principles because I, I teach this like architecture of a skill model that, um, <laughs> oftentimes like as novices, we get enamored with things like tactics. Like what are the specific tactics for what chapter does what in the order of the book, right? <laughs> um, behind those tactics are techniques that are being applied. Behind the techniques are strategies and behind the strategies are principles. And that's like the foundational stuff. And what I love is like somebody might think like the, the common 
conception of direct response as like the ugly sales letter, right? Like mm -hmm. that is a tactical implementation of direct response that uses some like attention grabbing techniques, all that stuff, right? But when you bring it back to principles, having a simple, straightforward offer page in the book, right? That says, hey, um, if you like this book, here's something I think you'll also find valuable. Go here to get it, right? And that type of call to action could be it could appear in multiple places throughout the book with different types of offers, right? And that's direct response. That's direct response principles, and it doesn't have to be copy doodles in the in the <laughs> um, in the in the in the sidebar. Um, it can be right, but but it doesn't have to be. Uh, so so I love the the emphasis on principles, and so somebody doesn't have to say, "Oh, I've seen Dan Kennedy's ugly sales letters. I don't want a book that looks like Dan Kennedy's ugly sales letters." Well, you can get the same or similar results by focusing on the principles in the way that you do. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, Roy, um, um, gosh, you know, it, just, it popped in my head and maybe I'll pop in again. There was something I wanted to share on that. So I'll probably have to come back to it, but there was something you just said that I wanted to articulate um, and, and just go a little deeper on, but let's go on and I'll come back. <laughs> I, I, should, I saw you taking notes. I should be taking notes here, but you said something I wanted to uh, uh, expand upon. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to, I want to, okay. Uh, there was a question I wanted to ask before, and this is going to be also a lead into the next question. And so I'm going to kind of match them together. So people who are familiar with how these book funnels work, have, whether it's as a customer or as somebody who's built them, um, and I've been both, right? Uh, it's, you can give away a book. Like if there's, if you have a way to qualify or disqualify prospects, um, or if if you're giving a digital copy, you may not care as much about qualifying and disqualifying, you may just choose to give it away, but you can give away physical copies, you can give away digital copies, no cost, no money, no anything like that. You can do a free plus shipping offer, which have been very popular with book funnels, where I'll give you a copy of this book if you pay shipping, right? You can do... Uh, I've seen it more and more where there may be a digital copy, there may be a physical copy, but instead of saying, uh, you know, get the book free, pay shipping, it's, we'll give you the book for five bucks or three bucks or something and um, free shipping, right? And actually what I, what I understand from a lot of tests is that those are kind of a wash, free plus shipping versus $5 book. If it's $5, it's $5. Um, so there's lots of different ways to give away the book. Um, or you can of course sell it on Amazon or you could sell it for more or whatever. Right. Um, so, so that way of getting it into the market, I don't know if you have any reflections on that or more generally, what are some of the most powerful ways that a local business owner or a small business owner, or like a copywriter who's doing this, a marketing consultant, a coach can leverage a shook to grow his or her business. Yeah. I mean, the online funnels are obviously a very valuable strategy. And again, it's, I love talking to a marketer because yeah, you and I can get in the weeds of all free book, paid book, free shipping. Not yeah. book. I will tell you the little tidbit that I've learned over the years with that. Um, if you offer the book is free, at least here in the States, or at least in certain States, maybe, um, and the book is free and the shipping is what you're paying for, then the business owner doesn't have to worry about collecting tax because shipping is not taxed. Whereas if you're paying, charging for the book, now you got to collect tax. 
and you got to pay the tax man, right? So yeah. for a lot of business owners, that's sort of a hassle. And they're like, oh, I don't know. So just flip it. I don't, I think you're hundred percent right. I think there is, um, you know, it's a wash, whether it's a free book, you know, then pay for shipping or vice versa. I used to be of the mindset, pay for the book because that's the valuable thing and get free shipping. But after dealing with real world business owners for years, it's like, hey, can we just do it this way so I don't have to track yet another thing to you know pay taxes on? Um, so I think you know that's that's something sort of specific to that. I think one of the smartest things, Roy, uh, copywriters who maybe you know I could see copywriters who write copy for clients, much like you did, having a shook working for them. Their unique, uh, the, you know. The 16 word sales letter. You're familiar with that one, right? You've read that, yes. I'm sure. Um, Evaldo. I mean, that was a book that he wrote that you had clients. And um, so there's a good reason why copywriters should have their own you know, book. Dan Kennedy is a master of that over the years. Um, yes. But the local business, so they could, copywriters could write copy for themselves or for clients. Ghostwriting is a very, you know, they could do that all day long. Again, Dan Kennedy's done that over the years. But one of the most powerful things a local business owner, who has a bricks and mortar location or, you know, has is in it. I call it, they want, they want to be five mile famous. They want to be the dentist in their town, the chiropractor, whatever it might be. They're not interested like you and I are Roy, who, you know, we have a worldwide audience. They want to be five mile famous. One of the most powerful things they can do is take a printed book, not an ebook, not a special report, um, which is kind of hard to, you know, kind of have <laughs> out there, but take the book, just like you see me behind me, and align themselves with strategic partners in their community yes. that have their clients or their customers in their places of business and allow them to display the book and give away the book as a value add for their own. So the, the financial advisor offering uh, an accountant's book in, 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 in his office or her office, whatever it might be, um, that is a very powerful strategy. And it can only be done in a local community and it can only be done with a printed book primarily. Um, I guess it could be done digitally in some way, but there's again, something special yeah. about seeing the book, grabbing a copy. And the costs for books are fairly, you know, again, if you have a larger back end, $5 for a book in the right hands, you do that all day long. Yeah, yeah. And I could imagine getting even just a little bit more creative with that. And, um, you know, let's say, let's say you are dealing with like the financial advisor and the accountant, right? Um, maybe the accountant publishes a new book, and they could do this either as a swap or as a, a paid promotion, but the accountant sends an email to, or let's see, if the accountant published the book, they get an agreement with the financial advisor, financial advisor says, hey, um, this accountant who I've worked with before, who's great, just published this new book and gave me a hundred copies to give away. So next time you're in the office, yep. uh, ask me and I have one on hand. And suddenly you have this like more proactive pursuit of that, of, of uh, coming and getting this information. Um, and those, I'm sure those leads, number one, they're going to come in quicker. And number two, they're going to be even more powerful. And you could, again, like if you had two business owners, the accountant could have one, the financial advisor could have, the accountants could be about tax saving strategies for 2023 and beyond. The, the financial advisors could be about, uh, you know, making sure you're ready for retirement. Um, and there's such a, such a overlap there that they would love each other's customers. Yeah. Um, and, and you could do that. You could do that um, in any context, whether you're trying to be five mile famous or whether you're trying to be, 
a celebrity within your niche, within your marketplace, right? Um, yeah. So uh, talk a little bit more about the publishing programs that you have um, that that you have in bite-sized books. Like what what is that? process look like if somebody is working with you? Is it something where, um, you know, particularly since I have so many copywriters in the audience where like a copywriter like me could bring a client to you, or if we want to do it ourselves, like what is, what is the program and process look like? What, what are the expectations that someone should have going in? Yeah. So we only work with business owners, entrepreneurs, and corporate leaders for the, you know, the end user for the, the books that we're publishing. So they, you know, we're not writing fiction, we're not publishing fiction, we're not publishing memoirs or anything like that. Um, um, B2B, B2C, it doesn't necessarily matter in that case, but our programs, we're very transparent, Roy, like our pricing is right on our website. Um, I decide to just, you know, I'm at the point in my career now where like, either you get the value we offer, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, playing games here. So we just, our pricing, it's very simple. We have our main street author program, which is the local business owner. And we have our worldwide author program, which is for the, you know, the person who wants to be on Amazon and leverage that. It's about if everything goes correctly and everyone does their part, which is typically the client, I, I'm sure you don't, you, you know, you can't relate to any of this. Um, <laughs> it's about an eight to 12 week program from Thank idea you. to finished shook. Uh, we've had it done quicker. We've had it done obviously longer. Um, but the real key difference, Roy, and I'm very comfortable with, with the model we built is every client works directly with me, every okay. client. Um, this is not a business where I'm looking to scale it to be some huge thing. I don't want under, you know, I'm the one with the 25 years of experience. I'm the one actually we're, I'm up to 19 books. I got to update my bio. Um, we <laughs> just, I just published a bunch of books late this year and, um, uh, you know, I've done this now for almost 250 clients. So they work directly with me. Um, they get the power of this brain. And, and, and oftentimes, you know, it's just amazing fruit. And again, you know this because you work with like, the, the fruit that can come from just that relationship and the knowledge base um, can impact even way beyond the shook. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it, it, you know, in, in our pricing you know, as of today, it's either six or six thousand for the one program or nine thousand for the um, worldwide. So it's you know fairly reasonable considering you know everything that's included. Okay, and it could be a nice, nice uh, strategic recommendation for copywriters if you're looking yeah. for we have ways a referral to help program, your... right? We reward referrals, yeah. you know. Um, um, so it's it's cool. Always value that. Yeah. Um, so if someone is like a little bit scared of the writing process. Um, is there a way that, like, mm. I know that that can be one of the most intimidating things about a book is like, how do I get, how do I get this out of myself? Yeah. So after helping so many clients, like what, um, what is it that you do that helps the clients get the book out of themselves? Great question. Uh, the first thing is I really try to encourage them to just get over that. Because again, what, it, what that is, is, that's putting the spotlight on you, the potential author. Oh, I, I'm not smart enough. I'm not a good enough writer. Who am I to write a book? All that head trash that a lot of people have. And yeah. put that, having that spotlight on you is, is, doesn't help anybody. The spotlight needs to be on the potential reader, right? Your ideal target reader and how you're going to help him or her with whatever your, your book is going to be about. Um, and about serving that reader. 
So if you can turn that spotlight and say, listen, if I don't get this book done. I'm never going to help that person. I'm never going to yeah. teach them how to do this or help them learn how about this, whatever it might be, how to, you know, whatever, how to solve back pain, whatever it is. Um, so you've got it. That's the first mental shift, Roy. The second thing is I mentioned earlier, you know, I have an engineering degree. I did engineering for a number of years, worked at an engineering software company years ago. I think a certain way. Yeah. Um, much like the company bite-sized books, we have broken up the process into bite-sized chunks. So it's a very yes. methodical process. It's very, it, it works. It just works because of, you know, I've honed it and refined it. So it's, you're, you're, it's like, you know, how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time, right? It's like, how do you publish a book, write a book, you know, one chunk at a time. So we just break it down and make it very, very simple. And so far, you know, I'd say, you know, we're a hundred percent when it comes to people being able to do what they've set out to do. Yeah. You set the commitment and then it's, it's just a series of, um, like one small next action after another. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how any successful project is accomplished. And if you can write a hundred pages, or if you can write a hundred words, you can write a book because it's you know if it's okay, Roy, write a description of um, what makes someone not qualified. Someone should not read this book if okay, I'll come up with that. Hey, Roy, <laughs> someone should read this book if okay i'll come up with that hey roy <laughs> um cool excellent um so what's what's one big thing like if if i have to walk away with this interview with one major takeaway um what's what's like the the number one idea or action item or um or or guiding principle that i should walk away with this interview walk away from this interview with uh, can i Share another quote. Yes, absolutely. And this is, believe it or not, it's from Jerry Garcia of The Grateful Dead, which kills me because I can't believe when I share it with you guys. Uh, I'm like, that Jerry Garcia said that? But he did. <laughs> and it's very applicable, Roy, to your listeners and, and the services they provide to other clients and stuff because it's, it's smart for them and it's smart for their clients. So Jerry said, it's not enough to be the best at what you do you must be perceived as the only one who does what you do. It's not enough to be the best at what you do. You must be perceived as the only one who does what you do. And if you think about that, like just really take that to heart. That is important for all of us. You, me, all your listeners, right? That's, that's a pretty profound thought. How do I articulate? I'm just a dentist in XYZ town. I do what every other dentist does. How do I articulate? the value I bring. And that's why as copywriters and your listeners, I mean, that's the value they bring. They know how to extract that. They know how to take something that sounds common or ordinary and make it sound extraordinary, right? Yes. So I would say the one big thing is, Roy, if you are serving customers, clients, students, whatever it is you have in your business, and you serve them on a high level and you, 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 know, you do great stuff, um, having a book with your name on it can be one of the most profound, one of the most satisfying things that you can do. It's, it's not something that you just do and then you kind of forget about it. You shouldn't. You can get on podcasts. You can get on stage. You know, you can become a, as, as famous as you want to be with it, depending on how much effort you put into it. Um, I would say, you know, 
think hard about it. And, and I actually don't have to think too hard about it. But if you, you know, if, if you see the opportunity, read the books we're going to give away to you. If, you. if it resonates, use my formula, work with us, or just go do your own. But um, I think the fact that your book isn't out there today, potentially, it's not helping people that you're meant to help. Yeah. It's not helping them in the way that the book itself can help them. And it's not helping them in the way that the book can help them find you. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, um, I know you have some gifts for, uh, for, for my listeners, for my How do you know that? audience. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we haven't, we haven't talked about that at all yet. Right. Um, so, um, I know I know that we've spoken to this already, but can we just be crystal clear here as we're reaching the end? Um, what are those books or or gifts, and how can they get them? And I will note that there will be links in the description to this. Yeah. So there's three shooks, full shooks. These aren't these are it's, it's, it's hidden on our server, um, and I don't know if you're going to be able to see me or not, but I'm holding up. So the Magic of Short Books, which is an Amazon number one bestseller, has been. Um, it keeps going in and out nowadays. It's several years old. Um, this is a really like good, great primer on the power of a short book. The magic of free books lists 51 ways to use a free book marketing strategy, um, different things you can do when you have a book that you're looking to get out there through, you know, not, not, not selling it. Um, and then this is a great little shook that all your, your listeners should check out because they could do this for themselves. The magic of shooks is essentially a compilation of Shook author testimonials, um, which again, all, all copywriters should have a collection of testimonials for the people they're serving. We just happen to put it in a book format. So there's three Shooks, Roy, that they can get. They go to mikecapuzzi.com forward slash magic. Awesome. That's mikecapuzzi.com forward slash magic. And uh, last name is spelled C-A-P-U-Z-Z-I, although what I will say is just like whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast or whatever, just check the link in the description because it's there. <laughs> um, that's that's the easiest, quickest way to get there. Um, I do want to reflect just a second on that testimonial book. I remember seeing Dan Kennedy speak in 2009 at AWAI, and he was talking about this big copywriting project that he did. And... Um, and I believe it was for Miracle Ear. And he showed one of the components of this big multi-piece direct mail campaign that he did. And it was, it was actually a shook of, of sorts. Um, it was, it was a um it was a a book of customer success stories. Mm -hmm. And um what he called it was a find yourself here copy mechanism, meaning it's meant so that someone gets that um someone gets that that piece in the mail and and it says uh here's some examples of people who've already been benefiting from miracle air right and and it's like an identity each each spread is like an identity of a person that maybe you or may not right it could be like um you know, uh, it could be construction and and other workers like who are having this um, a former rock star, like just having fun with some of them. Um, grandparents who who want more quality time with their kids. And for each identity, it was uh, a little bit of a story of who who that person was and why their unique what unique benefit they got out of having improved hearing. Right. And so something like that 
where you have all those customer stories. They're like little case studies, but it's also an opportunity for somebody to flip through if they say, okay, is, is this right for me? And I flip through and I find a story of the dentist who's doing this successfully, or I find a story of, you know, whoever the person is and they're doing it successfully. Then I'm like, oh yes, um, I can see that people like me get this value here. Um, so that's, I don't know. It's cool. It's an observation. It's, it's a reason to just flip through that. If you know, can I, can I do, do we have like three more minutes? Sure. Yes. Sure. Let's go for it. Yeah. Again, we, we are two marketing dorks here. I, I, <laughs> so that miracle ear piece that you're talking about. Yes. I have paid homage to that for years now. Okay. I'll talk about that for a second. Cause not too many people know about that, but that, I'm going to show you something very cool. So the magic of Shooks is really, it is a, it's, so it's not what the miracle your piece was, which is the, who relies on us or who relies yeah. on me. But this is just like pictures with people in their Shooks and a great testimonial, right? Um, yeah. And we have it digitally. We have it, we put it in a little shock and awe package, which we didn't talk about, but a little, we call them wow kits. Um, so Roy, I love it. I, you're the first person to bring that up. That <laughs> Miracle earpiece. You have it, by the way, do you have an original one of those? Because I have not been able to find an original one. No, I, I don't. I, I saw Dan flipping it on stage. So well, it's in the, yeah. his no trust, his trust-based marketing. It's in there. It, it, okay. Screenshots or photos of it. So when I talked about the Shook formula, one of the ingredients is, and I, I, I've written about it. I've paid homage very publicly. I said, I've gotten this idea from Dan Kennedy. So I don't say yes. it's my, a Mike Capuzzi idea. We took that idea, and in the magic, you're going to see it. Here's Mike Capuzzi's way. In the magic of short books, we have a chapter, and I, I now have all my clients write this chapter. It's called, and uh, people are going to see video potentially. Uh, yes, uh, about half the half the okay. consumption is on YouTube. Well, half is is you can audio. see that chapter title, right, Roy? Yes. Who relies That's, on that me? Is a direct knockoff, <laughs> and there we I have a bunch of client photos, but then. Yeah. In, in fact, in fact, M E could be short for miracle ear, but yeah. Sorry. What was that? M E. Oh my gosh. On M E. No, sorry. So I did what Dan did, right? So the exact formula. I'm trying, I'm trying to show it on the screen here, but he's like, yeah. You describe who it is, and then there's the why. So it's like yes. um, savvy professional service providers, including lawyers, insurance agents, tax professionals, and financial advisors. Why? Because these types of business owners, and then I articulate why we're the right publisher for that type of person. I love that strategy so much so that it is an integral part of, an integral part of not only all my sh current shooks, but our clients. So thank you for articulating. And, and for the copywriters listening, which I think is everybody, Go research that. If you get Dan's No BS Trust-Based Marketing book, the yellow one, yeah, those screen grabs of the brochure. I don't know. I don't know if that brochure ever came to life, Roy, because I know Miracle you know, stopped. You know, they, they they didn't like what he was coming up with, and it was too <laughs> wasn't corporate enough. Yes, yes. Um, well, it was certainly it was certainly something that he had a printed copy of in that moment, and and maybe maybe it was tested or whatever. Yeah, it's silly with those corporate. But he's clients. used he's by the way he's used it over the years. The miracle, yes, yes, one incarnation of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the mechanism works in shucks. The mechanism works in other contexts. Um, so again, again, even if it's even if it's just a study, or if it's because you recognize that Mike is using some pretty amazing marketing stuff here, and you might want to follow his lead. Uh, go check out the link in the description to mikecapuzzi.com slash magic and 
get those three books, go through it, and um, and see how this might be a fit for you in in whatever way makes sense. Mike, thanks so much for being on Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I love it. I love it. Roy, it was awesome to reconnect after all these years, and uh, thank you very much. Yeah, excellent. And to everyone who has watched or listened throughout this entire episode, I hope you've gotten a ton of value. I'd love it if you share in comments and just let me know, um, you know, what your biggest takeaway is, what's your biggest action item, and I will catch you again in the next episode. I will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.